0: Hello, Internet. Welcome into the 10 Things Podcast. My name is Craig, and old, old Lang Syne over here, Aaron Brooks, is sitting next to me.
1: Happy New Year. Um,
0: we are about to ring in 2020, everybody. It is here. Um, we made it through another, not just another year this time, no, an entire decade. A
1: decade.
0: Um, It's been 10 years since 2010 came, and today we have no time to waste with pleasantries. Today, we are talking about the best of the decade. We got a lot to cover. We have a lot of things to cover. Okay, so since we're called the 10 Things Podcast, we thought it would be fitting to talk about the 10 years that, well, I was going to say that we've been around. We were around during those years, but this podcast wasn't. And so we're going to talk about um, 10 things from three different categories. We thought about doing 10 things from 10 categories, but nobody wants to hear us that long. No. So we are going to do 10 things from three of the biggest categories that are a part of our life. Um, These are three areas that we probably talk about the most um, just in our everyday life. Uh, We probably talk about them the most on this podcast. Um, We're talking about technology, TV, and movies. And we're going to give you our quick picks on the 10 things, the 10 best things of the decade in each of those categories. Now, we'll tell you this. Typically, we try to give you more factual things. Today, it's straight up our favorites. And so uh, today, we're telling you our 10 favorite things in tech, TV, and movies. And Aaron, we don't have a lot of time to waste because you're talking, we're, normally we talk about 10 things. Day, it's 30 things, 30 things, but in chunks of 10. So, yes, it's manageable. So, without further ado, I think it's important for us to go ahead and get this thing started with the world of technology. Okay, um, 2010s were really big with tech, um, yes, a it was. lot of big things happened. And we talked about this before we started recording. It, we were trying really, really hard not to be biased. But it's kind of hard to do that when a certain company really showed out. Yeah,
1: Like they, they say, uh, it ain't bragging when the stats back it up. That's true. And it, and it also isn't bias.
0: Yeah. Um, and
1: these are things that have each enhanced our lives in the past oh, decade.
0: 100%. We're using most of them right now. Yes. Um, and, you know, it's funny. People criticized Apple to, in 2019 for not being innovative enough. It's been a big decade for them. Big. Um, do you want to start? Yeah. Okay, go ahead. Now, again, we're we're kind of going a little bit rapid fire, so we're not going to give you as probably as detailed as we typically would because we've got a lot to get through. So we got about two minutes or so each, so we're going to try our hardest. But Aaron, give us number one for technology. The Apple Watch.
1: I don't know if there is a device that has enhanced my life more and been more useful to me over the past decade than the thing that's on my wrist right now, the Apple Watch. It's on mine also. I mean, it tells me the time, it tells me the temperature, my messages, how many steps I've taken. Notifications. I mean, it does everything. Phone calls. I I use this to pay at places with now. Yeah. The um, Apple Watch.
0: It's amazing how much this little device has done um, and how it, it can continue to improve. Yes. I mean, there's others out there that do
1: it too, but... None as good as this one. I mean, say what you want. I mean, Apple just does it. Even in this decade, I would say that the Apple Watch Series 4 is the greatest Apple Watch of the decade. Yeah. It was a huge advancement over 1, 2, and 3. Yeah. So even in its own category, I think their fourth one uh, really took advancements forward health-wise for like heart. You know, it does an ECG. Yeah. Fall notifications, all that kind of stuff.
0: And it's really hard, especially in technology, not to have recency bias because technology is constantly improving. It's
1: constantly changing.
0: Um, I know a couple on my list may be older, but they're the the newest generations of them are the best. Right. Um, I think we're both kind of in the same vein. We're going to mention the things that were created this yes. decade, not just the newest invention of it. Um, Apple Watch is a good one to start out on. I am going to go number two with the iPad by Apple also. Uh-huh. Um, the iPad changed the game. It came out in 2010. And so it just barely squeaks into this list, but, um, man, the iPad's only been around for nine years. That's hard to believe. That is hard to believe. Um, you will, you'll be hard pressed to find few uses for an iPad. You'll see them everywhere. Um, they're at, most businesses are using them for their checkout at their cash register. Um, you're using it. To pay for things. You're yes. using it for inventory. You're using it to track stuff. Um, we use it when we do speaking stuff a lot. Um, All the time. Uh, We're using it right now. We, yeah, to control some of our audio stuff. You know, there are intros and outros. Um, you know, you use it for security systems. You, there, there's nothing you can't use the iPad for. The only thing I will say you can't do with an iPad, don't be that person at a concert holding up your iPad to take a picture of something. You Just use your phone. Yeah. Um, so iPad coming in for me at number two on this list.
1: Okay. Number three, I'm going to say Apple pay. Oh, okay. Or just wireless payment. Yeah. Okay. So that there way I know. get away from the Apple <laughs> bias there. Okay. I think Apple pays the best of them all, Yeah. but just wireless, the ability to, to do that in general is one of the greatest things. Being able to use your phone. Apple can do it. Android phones can do it. Um, you know, and like I mentioned, our Apple watches can do it, not having to get stuff out of your wallet, stick it in. It's extremely handy uh, when you do that. I would also lump in here, um, the square, yeah, the ability yeah. to take payment. Uh, that's something that who could have seen that coming down the pike years ago. Um, so just wireless payment in general has been one of the greatest things of this decade.
0: Yeah. I love it so much. Um, Okay, I'm going to throw a curveball here and go off of Apple for a second Okay, and talk about the
1: Philips Hue
0: bulb. (laughs) (laughs) I had
1: a feeling this was going to be
0: on your list. Uh So 2012, uh, this came out. Now, my wife got this for me as a Christmas gift. I think it was in 2013 when I actually got this, maybe 14. Um, And at the time, I was like, this is is a strange gift. Uh, I had... My wife didn't either know that she would be kind of ahead of the time here. Um, it really changed the game when it came to home automation, smart home yes. uh, stuff. They were really one of the first ones to kind of come up with this, you know, for the everyday consumer, this idea right. of establishing this thing where you can control. It. If you don't know what I'm talking about, it's a the Philips Hue bulb is a specific bulb you plug into any lamp that you own. And then you can control the color, you can control the dimness, brightness, timers, all that stuff from your phone, from an app. And so it allowed you to have kind of control of different aspects of your home from your device. And that really sparked this, you know, on a consumer level, just running to Walmart or Lowe's and getting something that you can actually do some smart home stuff with. Right. And so Philips Hue Bulb uh, kind of came in clutch there, changed the game a little bit. And, uh, of course, others have come through, too. Samsung's got stuff. Yes. Um, You know, you can go down the line. Um, You can find, you know, smart plugs now and things like that. But uh, the Philips Hue bulb started out the game.
1: I'm going to stay right there where you're at and mention the Nest thermostat. Yes. Uh, It's right. It's one of those smart home devices. Uh, You can now set your thermostat from anywhere, control your home temperature, uh, get your house nice and warm in the winter, cool it down in the summer before you ever get home, all those kind of good things right there in line. So I'm not going to go any further since we're kind of in that smart home thing, but uh, the Nest thermostat.
0: Okay. Um, I love it. All right. Wow, we're blowing through these. Number six already. Um, I am going to go to Apple's nemesis. Oh, boy. And talk about Amazon for a second. Talk about the Amazon Echo. Really? Um, 2014 is when the Echo came out. Now, Apple came out with Siri before that or right around that same time. But what they didn't do was have its own self-freestanding device. And that's what the Echo did. It allowed you to be able to, you know, say, hey, Alexa, do blank from anywhere in your home. And then be able to do it. So it kind of piggybacked on the smart bulb and started the smart home trend. You could connect to Spotify or or, whatever your music library of choice is. And your Echo would take care of it for you. And so from that moment on, you're able to... um, Control all these different things, all these different aspects of your home by just voice command. I mean, think about that for a minute. Ten years ago, I mean, you're talking about being able to just voice what you want and it happen was crazy. It was yeah, insane. That's futuristic. That's Jetson style stuff. And uh, now we're just living in the future. So, Amazon Echo is number
1: six six okay number seven the instant pot oh wow that's a the yeah that's a good one uh this is something that has been useful in our home uh, which we enjoy cooking and soups and stews and things of that nature we enjoy but sometimes they require multiple hours of cooking um, and you don't have the time, or you didn't think ahead to stick it in the crock pot. So the instant pot came along, which is a—I mean, it's a—it's an amazing, amazing device. It's a pressure cooker, which you think, man, pressure cookers have been around for a long time. Yeah. But this is a smart pressure cooker, yeah. <laughs> um, and it'll saute. It's a crock pot. It's—I mean, it's like multiple things in one. And now they've even got them. It's not the instant pot brand, but one of their competitors has it, where it's a Smart pressure cooker, plus it will also do the air frying is thing. Is that the Ninja? Yes, the Foodie Ninja. That's foodie what ninja. it is. It's it's a combination of the air fryer and the and the pressure cooker all in one, um, and it'll do both things. And so the, the Instant Pot has allowed us to cook multiple things in brief periods of time without all the hassle that you used to have with a pressure cooker. I mean, I would have never imagined that I would use a pressure cooker years ago. They were, you know... Difficult to use, dangerous to use. You know, you blow up your house with one. The Instant Pot kind of changed the game with that. So we've really enjoyed it.
0: Okay. I like it. All right. Number eight in our tech category, I'm going to give to the DJI Phantom 3 drone. Okay. Um, So drones have, have obviously, they've been around for a minute, but the DJI Phantom 3 took things people called it the iPhone of the drone world yes Um, this drone allowed you to do more things than anything else Um, you could wirelessly view you could uh, you know look on your phone and be able to see what it is that you're flying over you could control it you saw battery life it just took it to the next level allowed you to do things that you could not previously do and it really, it kicked off a huge drone craze. I mean, everybody was getting a drone. Yes, they were. And most of them were knockoffs yes. of the DJI Phantom 3. You would find cheap ones. I think we both got one at one point. Yes. Um, you know, you'd know, you get one for 100 bucks, and it was that white, quadcopter style um, that had the camera on it. And they were fine for you know, a a month or so. And then trash. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh the DJI just did it right. Uh sturdy, well built, and really knew what they were doing when it came to it. Um did you ever get a DJI or no? Do you you like me I, just too cheap to get one?
1: Yep. Too cheap.
0: <laughs> so Phantom Drone Three uh is number eight for me.
1: Number nine uh this one is a new addition to the party, but I think it's one of the best things of this decade and I think it's going to be one of the biggest talked about things of the next decade and that is Disney Plus.
0: Okay. You're not going to just you're just going to mention Disney Plus. That's it.
1: Well, yes. <laughs> There are other streaming services out there that have come around in the past decade. So I'll throw a bone out there to streaming services in general, but (laughs) Disney Plus, I think, is revolutionizing the streaming industry. Everybody is reacting right now in the end of this decade to what Disney is doing and trying to figure out how they're going to stay relevant in the next decade because of Disney. And, you know, so now disneys they've given us all the classics of the past four or five or six decades. We've now got them at our fingertips. We can watch them anywhere, anytime, on any device, practically. (laughs) They're coming out with all their own original content. And uh, I think it's going to be one of the biggest things of the 2020 decade, Disney Plus.
0: And other streaming services. I mean... I think let's give it up for like youtube tv and you know hulu was around for a very little maybe maybe not before 2010 they may not have been i don't know netflix was but they were dvd for a long time yes um streaming in general and we did a whole episode on the streaming wars go check it out um i will agree disney plus has a vast catalog um and me and my wife last night uh we were laying in bed, getting ready to go to sleep, and uh, just happened to put on Boy Meets World. Okay. Um, and so it's got a vast category, uh, a catalog of stuff that you can watch. And so they, I, I will agree with that. They are changing how other companies yes. are responding by teaming up for these mega lists. Yes. And uh, so I'll give them credit for that one. Number ten is the iPhone ten. Now. I know we mentioned that, you know, we're not going to, you know, talk about stuff that was, you know, the iPhone came out in 2007, but the reason I want to mention the iPhone 10 specifically is because it radically changed what an iPhone was. Yes. Um, it dropped the home button. It provided us with face ID. Um, and I know some people are like, oh no, don't do that. But it it has shifted, kind of like Disney Plus, it has forced other people to make adjustments on how they do things.
1: It. certainly has. And
0: I know when the iPhone X came out, people were like, well, we expected this. We knew this was going to happen. Yeah, but take pause for a minute and understand what it is that happened Uh, because since then, you know, the iPhone XS and XR and uh, the iPhone 11. and I've got a Pro Max of the 11 right now. And I mean, it's changed the game for the better. It's constantly pushed the envelope a little bit further in the direction that you want it to go. And, I'm I'm anxious to see Apple and I've mentioned them a few times here. Apple has become that company that's when they first started with the iPhone, they were they were the big punch company. iPhone, iPad, you know, AirPods, right. whatever. And it has become more of a slow burn uh company that it is slowly improving stuff and making stuff better. So the iPhone 10 for me rounds out our, our 10 list there. Aaron, do you have any honorable mentions in the tech category, real quick? AirPods. AirPods. That was going to be on my list too.
1: I mean, that's just first one that comes to my mind. Yeah. Uh, in that in that genre. Yeah.
0: Uh, I'm going to give another honorable mention to the to Ring. Um, yes,
1: that's when yeah. I also listened.
0: Door door security, uh, digital doorbell you hear digital doorbell you're like well what's the big difference but um you know having that video on there being able to answer a a door from anywhere in the world yep uh to be able to talk to the person who's leaving you a package and say well i'm not home can you leave it around back or hold it for tomorrow you know yeah that's a big deal
1: we have we use um arlo pro security cameras and they're all wireless we can access them from anywhere uh they're just super easy to charge. So just the the home security industry yeah. has been amazing in this decade. Yeah.
0: Okay. Hey, we got through technology. We did. We did it in twenty minutes too. Look at that.
1: That was that was fast. That was impressive. I,
0: it felt fast. But I think we got enough information yeah. out there for the people. Okay. We're gonna take a break. Okay. We're gonna take a quick break. So hang tight. We will be back in just a second, and we're gonna be talking. A little bit about the best TV of the decade. This was a hard one to narrow down. The best TV of the decade coming up next. Hold tight. We'll be right back. back. Welcome back to our best of the decade special. I guess you could call it a special. Uh, I, feel I think special. it's pretty, pretty special. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, so we talked about tech already and it's time to move on to something that I think if we're being honest, I think if the world as a whole is being honest, more people spend time doing than anything else. Would you agree with that statement? Yes. I mean, people spend hours a day watching TV. in the united
1: states the average tv is on for 55 hours a week wow That's
0: So more than you're going to work yeah okay so tv shows uh a lot of good tv over the past 10 years and we're going to talk about again these are our favorites so some of these yeah are critically acclaimed most of these are just our favorites Aaron, since you started off with tech, I'm going to start off with TV. All right. And I'm going to start off with probably my favorite show on TV, no surprise to people who know me, The Walking Dead. It's hard to believe The Walking Dead uh, was started out in this decade, uh, came out in 2010. So it's currently on its 10th season. Uh, A lot has happened on this show. Um, You have only watched, what, did you even watch an episode?
1: Yeah, I've seen... But maybe half of the first season. Okay,
0: so um, it's not for everybody. Um, did what? What was the reason you didn't continue on watching it? Just haven't gotten into it. Yeah, it's not. It's it's one of those. It was. It is still the most popular show on television. Um, it brings in um, the most viewers every week than any other show. Um, at its peak, it it was the most popular show on TV at any time in history. Um, Millions, tens of millions, 20s of millions of people watching the episodes every week. Um, It really prompted the whole, uh, well, Breaking Bad really started it, but Walking Dead took it to the next level, where the show after the show format. Right. Uh, They have a show called Talking Dead, and it really started that genre of let's do a show right after this show and talk about the show we just watched the walking dead is a zombie drama a drama where um uh, a group of survivors have to deal it starts out with dealing with the zombies it ends up dealing with the human issues and finds out that people are worse than the zombies or they call them walkers again this is a a show where um, The word zombies don't exist. They didn't know what zombies were. That was not a thing in that universe. And so uh, they're learning about all this stuff for the first time. So uh, The Walking Dead, for me, takes the number one spot of 2010s. Aaron, why don't you give us the second best? Not the second best, but number two on our list. Okay.
1: Uh, This one came something of a cultural icon from day one. Stranger Things. Yep. This is a Netflix show, so it's amazing how popular a streaming service show became because this wasn't available anywhere else. But you probably live under a rock if you have (laughs) not encountered Stranger Things. I mean, it's taken over TV. It's taken over clothing. Everything is full of Stranger Things references, um, and there's a reason why. It's a good show. It's a great show. Um, Three seasons. Yes. I wish that we could get our seasons a little quicker. and I wish that they were a little bit longer. Yeah. About and 10 it, episodes. That yeah. Night? Yeah. Um, but that's a good thing when your audience is wishing that they were more of them and that they were uh, quicker getting out. That's what TV executives are looking for uh, is that kind of response. And it, I mean, it was a big hit. Stranger Things.
0: Yeah. Super good. Um my favorite was the 3rd season. The 1st season was amazing. 2nd season for me dipped just a little bit, but 3rd season really was really good.
1: I'm intrigued to see where it is going in you, season 4. Yeah, did I hear and that right open. that
0: I mean, even the cast could completely change? I've heard rumors that that could be a yes. possibility. It's yeah. the location will definitely change. Yes. So, I don't know. I'm curious to see how it's going to work. It's made superstars of those kids who were no names. And Absolutely yes. brought David Harbour back and Winona Ryder. Okay, uh, number three for me is uh, a little show called The Good Place. Ah, yeah. Uh, you've seen the show? Yes. Uh, are you caught up on no, it? No, I'm not. Okay. They just hit their mid-season finale. They're in their final season right now. I think it's the fourth season. So they're going to end early, uh, which, you know, I'm upset about, but... Um, I think that's probably a good move. Go out while you're on top. Um, their fourth season, their final season, has probably been the best season they've had since the first one. Um, it's a really good show. If you don't know the premise of the show, um, it is uh about a a woman uh who uh, the, her name escapes me right now. Uh, Kristen Kristen Bell. Kristen Bell. Yeah. Uh, Ted Danson uh plays a god like character in the show uh, i won't give you any spoilers in case you or you know what spoiler alert right now because i need to tell you the rest of the story so spoiler alert for the good place um, ted danson is actually a demon um but he has crafted uh this uh, this place as an experiment to as a new way to torture people into thinking that they're actually in heaven when they're not And so uh, it takes a lot of twists and turns. I won't give you any more spoilers, but it takes a lot of twists and turns along the way. So it has the twists involved, but it's really, really funny and really well-written and well-done. The actors are great. Um, The Good Place on NBC. Uh, Not a sponsor, but a great show.
1: (laughs) Uh, Let's see, is this number four? This is number four. Um, Better Call Saul. Yep, love it. Another amc show mm-hmm. um we both wished that we could have put breaking bad on this yeah, list. we did sorry it was created just a little before this decade 2008 um but better Although Call Saul.
0: some of the best seasons of breaking bad were in the 2010s they were in this, yes yeah.
1: they were um better call saul is the spinoff and the prequel to breaking bad which is an
0: interesting concept a spinoff and a prequel
1: yes interesting um and and if I'm being honest, so far I have actually enjoyed Better Call Saul even more than Breaking Bad just because I'm taking in all of this stuff that that happened and it focuses on um Saul Goodman, yeah, the lawyer who at the time of this
0: show is known as Jimmy, Jimmy McGill. McGill.
1: Yes. Um and so Now I'm
0: a little salty at Netflix because they don't have season 4 on there yet. They so don't. I'm stuck in season 3.
1: Uh good news Season five is coming out in February. And so I'm looking forward to that. I did see that news. That, that is exciting. I think it's the 23rd of February. We get that, uh, the new season of Better Call Saul. But it's just, it's amazing to begin to learn some of this backstory uh, to see how these characters come about. And Saul Goodman slash Jimmy McGill is one of my favorite characters in the show. For a dark show and a serious show, he kind of brings a little bit of levity and some lightheartedness. Yeah, he really does. That kind of helps that show along and really kind of seeing how he became who he is is fascinating. One of the best shows, in my opinion, of the decade. Love it. Okay,
0: number five for me on this list is Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Uh-huh. Another NBC comedy. Um, Brooklyn Nine-Nine stars... um, uh, I just I wanted to say his Andy. character. Yeah, Andy Samberg. I want to say Jake Peralta. That's the character he plays. Um, Andy Samberg and uh, uh, does a great job with it. You may know Andy Samberg from Lonely Island and SNL. Um, he's brought kind of honestly, he's a little mellowed out. He's grown up a little bit since yeah, his NS- yes. SNL days. <laughs> um, it's hard to picture, you know, think about uh, his character Jake Peralta as grown up version of of him. But um, you. You Remember, Andy Sandberg is the one who did. I'm on a boat, I got my swim trunks and flippy floppies. And um, so he it's a cop comedy, so it's, it's based in the 99th precinct in New York City. These are New York cops. The writing on this show is so well done, it may be the funniest show and most um bingeable comedy since. Oh man um how much your mother or friends or anything like that um really well done uh very almost reminds me a little bit of 30 rock um and how it's done so really really well done show um andre Brower also in this uh work it's 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 a little bit of a cross between um 30 rock and the office yes um it's got that vibe. it's 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 just a really, really well done show. The writing is really good. My favorite of the Halloween heist episodes.
1: Those are fantastic.
0: Um, Because there's some twists in there. Yes, there are. There there aren't a lot of these. uh, The episodes. Um, It's a cop drama or cop comedy, so it adds those twists and mystery elements into it and keeps you guessing. Uh, So Brooklyn Nine
1: Nine on the list for me. Aaron, you want to give us number six? Number six. This one has uh, been one of my favorite shows. I just ran across it in the past year, year and a half. I don't know where I was, but it's a show. You can find the seasons available on Netflix. It's a show called Sherlock. Oh, okay, yeah. And it's it's one of the best shows, not just of this decade in my opinion, but one of the best shows of all time. And these episodes, and I think we've talked about, I've talked about these in a previous episode whenever we discussed TV, but they're almost full-length movies. They're 90-minute-plus episodes. Yeah. Um, and, and the seasons aren't very long. There's like two or three episodes in each season, but it's incredibly well done. Um. Uh, I just went blank on his name.
0: Benedict Cumberbatch? Yes.
1: He plays... Uh, We have each other's backs Yes, we do We we know who the other (laughs) one is Uh, He plays Sherlock And provides a stellar performance As Sherlock Holmes And his Dr. Watson Cannot think of the guy's name either But he played The Hobbit Do you know that name off the top of your head? Not off the top of my head, no I had it pulled up and deleted my page So I apologize for that But you can check it on IMDB if you haven't seen it I believe these were BBC shows, if I am remembering right, and they are incredible must-watch TV. Uh, I think there was about 15 of these episodes, but again, it was like four or five seasons, uh, but they're really, really long episodes. So do yourself a favor. They're almost like mini-movies,
0: right? They are.
1: And so I I would immediately binge those things.
0: Okay. Sherlock, love it. All right, number seven. This is a unique take um but the tonight show starring jimmy fallon um really? makes this list here's why um now i will say this i have not as of late it's not something part of my nightly routine but when he took over the late show or the tonight show um he revitalized a dying late night scene um he added a much needed spark to it and uh brought the the games into it uh entertainment came back sketches came back um no offense to jay leno and david letterman but uh they had become so stale and repetitive that the landscape of late night tv was boring and so jimmy fallon coming in and breathing some fresh life a lot of people wondered how he would do especially after the failed conan o'brien experiment yes um, but he ended up bringing some fresh life and some good perspective into the late night. And for a couple of years, it was uh, part of our nightly routine. We would sit, you know, I always remember hearing people talk about Johnny Carson. that They would watch Carson before they went to bed. And um, Fallon became like that for for us. And so, yeah, I'm going to, uh, you know, this would normally be an honorable mention kind of thing, but I I, I thought he'd, he'd did some, so much to the late night scene I wanted to go ahead and give him uh, his credit uh, In our 10 list of the decade So he came in in 2014 He took over the
1: Tonight Show So uh, kudos Jimmy Fallon Aaron how about number 8 Person of Interest This is a CBS show That ran for Four seasons I believe And starred Jim Caviezel. Uh This is a show It was cancelled And I wish that it wouldn't have been canceled. Um, they really focus in on this artificial intelligence that tracks people. Okay. And he is an ex assassin and this, uh, there's a whole government conspiracy involved with this, the government tracking people, them trying to fly under the radar. Um, taking civilians that are involved in crimes, doing things that the cops necessarily couldn't do or wouldn't do. Uh, but it's, it's Jim Caviesel and uh, Michael Emerson are the two big stars of the show. Um, and it did run for uh, 103 episodes from 2011 to 2016. And so uh, five seasons of it. And I, I wish it hadn't gone away. I still watch the reruns of it. It was that good. Wow. All right. Um, number
0: nine on our TV list. So this is this is the last one for me. This is a hard one. Um, I I am going to give it. Oh man, I'm going to give it to New Girl. Ooh. Um, New Girl, another comedy. This one was on Fox. Um, it was the kind of comedy. It was so creatively written. Um, you know, the continuity throughout the series is, is you know, there wasn't like some overarching storyline. You know, How I Met Your Mother back in the 2000s um, was the kind of story that, you know, you watched in succession. It had a whole big plot point. You knew the direction it was going. New Girl was more of a situational comedy. It was, it was more true to a sitcom. Uh, every episode kind of self-standing. But the writing in it was very good. Jake Johnson, um, Zoe Deschanel, um, Great chemistry there um, Jake Johnson does a great job In his new show Stumptown He's just a really funny guy uh, He plays that great kind of Dopey friend character But also very smart at the same time That's a hard uh, thing to pull Zoe Tajanel is just a Lovable character in and of itself uh, Likeable the, uh, the, You know, Max Greenfield uh, Plays the cocky um, You know arrogant guy. It's just, it's a very, very well done show Uh, written very well. The actors are fantastic in it. Um, So can't recommend it enough. Uh, New girl rounds out TV for me in this list.
1: All right. Number 10. uh, I'm going to go with a newcomer to the TV uh, of this decade. And this one is also a streaming only show. On Disney Plus, The Mandalorian. Okay. And it is one of my favorite shows. I know you haven't really gotten into it as much as I have. Yeah. Or a lot of people. Well, I mean, I, f- I, f- I feel like, like to it like you do to Walking Dead. You know, you watch it. You just don't. It just hasn't connected. The difference is you're a big Star Wars fan. That's true. So I'm I'm... I, if I'm being honest, I'm disappointed that, <laughs> that you're not into this uh, because it's what most of me and the rest of my cool friends talk about now is the Mandalorian. Uh, if you're not familiar with this, uh, he is a bounty hunter. This show is set 10 years after the Empire has fallen. So that kind of gives you some insight into where the timeline of this show takes place. And focuses in on this Mandalorian Bounty Hunter. Um, we're only six episodes into this show. There's three more episodes coming out for this season. It's already been renewed for a second season, obviously. <laughs> um, it's one of the biggest selling points for Disney+. Plus. This show, there's a story arc to it. But I don't know what it is. <laughs> We've only seen six episodes So I can't really tell you where this show is going uh, Episode one has a Big reveal in it yeah. That really kind of Throws open all of Star Wars history Something that I that nobody saw coming And I will say Disney did an amazing job Keeping this secret quiet That no, I will give them that Yeah you're, you're right with, They with could that. have cashed in an o- on an opportunity To have sold a lot of merchandise At this time of the year and they, they passed up on the money. Now, I think they're going to make a lot of money no, off of that character. But they they kept this thing hush-hush. And it really blows open Star Wars canon. We got a lot of questions that we haven't seen answered yet. I have a feeling in the coming years we will see them answered. But do yourself a favor. Watch The Mandalorian on Disney+. Plus. The cinematography is fantastic. Is just it is really well done. It's amazing the. It feels the like score, a Star Wars movie. It's y- the yes, quality. The quality does. didn't go down any. No, uh, I think the quality has gone up from previous Star Wars movies. I was not a big fan of the Last Jedi, and I think this is well beyond that movie. Um, so if you, it's a, it's a little bit slow moving, and so that's what some people like Craig have knocked against it. But I would implore you to hang in there. Stay with this because this movie is, or this this show is fabulous. It just feels like a movie. Yes. Okay. Honorable
0: mentions very quickly for me. Um, I'm gonna give an honorable mention to The Big Bang Theory. Um,
1: what? Uh, what uh, the Big Bang Theory. The Big Bang Theory. It wasn't this decade. Was it not? No. My source was wrong. Because I was gonna put it into this. Uh, uh-huh. I think it's like 2007 or 2008. Oh, then I retract my. I will give it though to Young Sheldon.
0: Uh, that did come out this decade, I know for sure. Um, so, Big Bang Theory is great
1: enough. It deserves a shout out in this decade. Uh,
0: the majority of it was in this decade. It was. A vast majority. Uh, young Sheldon, though, uh, is uh, again, it's a sequel prequel yes, it um, is. to the Big Bang Theory. It talks about Sheldon as a young kid. Uh, and he's our favorite character. There's no laugh track, which I appreciate. I think the, the age of laugh tracks is gone, and rightfully so. Uh, Funny in and of itself, though, Hit Serious Moments It's a good show. Um, two new ones for me. I, I didn't put these in my top ten because, or my top five because of recency bias. I didn't want to be too biased to it. But Manifest on NBC, one I just started watching and have fallen in love with. Um, it's a mystery, and I'm into it, man. I know you said you saw a couple episodes. I've seen
1: like the first three episodes of it, loved it, just haven't gotten back to it. But it's a, it's one of our going to be must-watch shows. Yeah, it's a
0: binging show, man. It, it leaves you wanting more. And then Servant on Apple TV uh, is Ooh. another one like that. Twists and turns, Ooh, yeah. dark, weird. We uh, don't know where it's going. No, M. Night Shyamalan, uh, all over it, man. You, you know immediately, the very first scene, you know it's an M. Night Shyamalan uh,
1: show. My honorable mentions would be uh, Shooter. This was a show okay. ran for three or four seasons based off of the movie and the novel Shooter. Um Last Man Standing, Tim Allen. Oh, yeah. I enjoy that comedy. And uh, a fairly new one on NBC, a show called Superstore. Okay, yeah. That's that's uh, pretty funny. So I'd give those some shout-outs as TV of the decade. Sweet. Aaron,
0: we've made it through TV. Ooh, wow. Um, we're moving through at a good clip. Yeah. We're right on schedule. I like it. Okay, so we've talked through technology we've talked through tv we've made it through the t's (laughs) uh next up is movies and i know you've been frantic over here um to make sure you get some good movies in there
1: yeah there's so many it's a tough
0: one it's a hard one to narrow down we're gonna do our best and talk about 10 movies that defined or at least our favorites of 2010s right after this quick break don't go anywhere we'll be right back We have allowed our ears to rest. That's one thing we did. We both took our headphones off. We've been talking so much.
1: Yeah. Well, this bright gave people a chance to rest their ears from listening to us. Yeah.
0: I'm sure our voices get annoying after a while. (laughs) Okay. We are down to our last section of the best of the decade, and we are talking about movies. Um, It's funny because when we dreamt up this episode, we were going to combine TV and movies. Boy, that would have been a terrible idea. Yes, it would have. We, we would have, have
1: shortchanged you big
0: time. Yeah, we would have missed out on some great stuff. Um, okay, 10 movies, 10 of our favorites in the 2010s. You want to go first or second? You have the option this time.
1: I'm going to go first. Okay. Just so that way you don't take it. <laughs> okay, go for it. This was my favorite movie of the decade, and uh, you could argue it's my favorite movie of all time. Wow, It's definitely a top five movie of all time, in my opinion. Uh, the great Christopher Nolan, which I have a feeling he's going to be mentioned more than once in this, oh, uh, in this right. little list, uh, but I'm going to go with Inception. Yes. It's so I, good. I have watched this movie repeatedly, uh, multiple times, and I still don't have all the answers. <laughs> Nobody has all the answers there. It's one of those movies that you can watch and you got to watch it again two or three times in a row just to really catch different things to begin forming an opinion of what took place, what you just saw. It's so mind blowing.
0: Yeah. It's so good. And the cast is loaded. Oh, man.
1: I mean. It's a legendary cast.
0: Leonardo DiCaprio, Tom Hardy, just to name two. And then Joseph I mean, Gordon-Levitt. Oh my gosh.
1: It just keeps
0: going. Um, it's a great movie the concept just melts your mind but in a great way yes um, the visual effects are amazing the the timing the acting the chemistry I think you're right man it's it's
1: a top five movie of all time for the me. the ending alone I mean what they did to that ending just it'll blows drive your mind.
0: you crazy yeah it absolutely will um, it is such a good movie. if you have not seen inception we're gonna we're going to try to remain a little bit spoiler free, uh, during the movie section, I think, unless we just have to. Um, but you, it needs to be priority watching. Oh yeah. If you haven't seen it yet, um, it's new year's, you got new year's day off coming up. Uh, take the day. It's a, uh, it's a lengthy movie. It's, it's at least two hours, I think, but it's 100% worth the watch. Okay. Number two, uh, for me I am going to it, this is another Leonardo Leonardo DiCaprio movie. Uh it was The Decade of Leonardo DiCaprio I think. It was. Um I want to go with The Revenant. Um, this is another I mean it's it's Leo and Tom Hardy again. Um I don't think this this was not Christopher Nolan if I remember correctly. But um this is set back in uh, I don't know the exact year but back in the olden days um they are fur trappers. And uh they come in contact with Native Americans, and um the basically um this is common knowledge, so this is not a spoiler, hopefully for you. Leonardo DiCaprio early in the movie gets mauled by a bear, and then the movie is him surviving that attack and um it is there's moments of it that is hard to watch, but this is the movie that got Leonardo DiCaprio his Oscar. Um, and his acting in this movie is some of the best acting you will ever see. Um, he did a fantastic job in this. Tom Hardy is great in it, also. Um, the movie itself is just fantastic. Um, it is, it's a slow, at moments, yes, it could be hard to watch, but it tells a fantastic story and does a fantastic job of it. And uh, the cinematography alone is worth watching this movie. You've seen this, right? No. You haven't seen it yet. Nope. Oh my gosh, man! You need to watch it this week. That uh, good, huh? It's that good. Um, if you, yeah, yeah, you, you just need to watch it. So, Inception number two on our list. Or sorry, The Revenant. See, I'm still stuck on Inception. <laughs> I can't get past it. The Revenant is number two.
1: Uh, I'm gonna stick with Christopher Nolan again. Okay, and. Go with a, a movie called Interstellar.
0: Oh, man. I'm so glad you mentioned this. I had it. And I was like, I can't mention all of
1: Christopher Nolan stuff, so I left it off. After you watch Inception, turn around and watch Interstellar, and you'll have your mind bent and twisted in so many different directions again. Yeah, You just thought
0: Inception bent <laughs> your mind.
1: Then you watch Interstellar. It doesn't come close to Interstellar. Wow. Oh, my um, gosh. It's so good. Movie-wise, I enjoyed the Inception movie more, but just everything that happens in Interstellar, again, you have to watch this movie a couple times to begin to digest everything going on. Yeah, and again, this is an,
0: the, the ending of this movie. Just, is really what mel- that's yes. really the part that melts your mind. Yes. Uh, there's some moments in the middle that melt your mind a little bit, but that ending, the, the, you got 80% of the movie, you're like, oh, this is just a great space movie. And then the last thirty minutes of it, you're just you're just sitting there with your hands on your forehead, just eyes wide open, trying to figure out what did I just experience? You
1: always do well with us with a synopsis. Can you give a quick synopsis of Interstellar? So this is Matthew McConaughey,
0: um, and uh, Bryce uh, Dallas Bryce Howard um, is in this also. I think Kiefer, uh, not Kiefer, Sout- Donald Sutherland is in this. If I'm not mistaken, yes, I think so. Um, and uh, Matthew McConaughey, basically, this is in the not so distant future, is what how they, they, or, you know, probably a 70 years from now. And, um, the earth is kind of drying up. The water crisis is really starting to take effect. Crops are dying. Um, and so, um, they are trying to, there's a lot of dust storms that take place. And so they are trying to find, uh, another planet for the world to the humanity to live on. So Matthew McConaughey is forced to come out of retirement and take on this mission. So they go to deep space, interstellar space to find how a habitable planet. Um, there's a lot of stuff with time in this movie. Oh yeah. Um, I want to say a scene so bad, but I'm, I'm not going to because it's not important to the plot. It's just a really great, great scene. Um, but, so they go to deep space, and I mean that's as far as a plot goes. That's that's the plot of the movie. Crazy stuff happens. Great effects.
1: Yeah, I it's really good. It was such a, an amazing movie that I spent se- different times after watching this. I'll go online and just read theories about all of this, and I'll read what scientists have to say about it because it's just such a fascinating is. scientific movie. And again, you'll just your mind's going to be blown when you watch this movie. So. One of the best of the decade.
0: Yeah, 100% agree. Um, Next on the list for me is a Steven Spielberg film, uh, Lincoln. Ah, Uh, Directed and produced by Spielberg, starring Daniel Day-Lewis as Lincoln. This was in 2012. The film also stars Sally Field, uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. We've said his name before on this one as well. James Spader and Tommy Lee Jones. Um, It's a biopic about Lincoln, uh, gives you a new perspective on his life. Um, and, man, it's, it's really well done. Um, you know, biopics sometimes can be hit and miss. Sometimes they can have a different agenda. Lincoln felt like it that could have been a documentary. Um, just really, really well done, very well pieced together. Uh, felt like it was historical, historically accurate. I'm not a historian, so I may not be. But um, felt true to form. Uh, really, really well done. Um, so that's a quick hit on Lincoln
1: uh, for me. I can't remember if I've seen it or not. I want to say that I have, but I can't remember. I'm going to have to go back and watch that one. You need to. Uh, let's see. Where are we at? Is this number five? This is number five. Okay. Uh, I want to jump to Marvel, to the MCU. Okay. This was a hot uh series of movies over the past decade, yep. decade and a half. And uh I think one of the best movies of the MCU was Infinity War. Uh-huh. 100% agree. S- kind of sets up another one of their movies. Yes. Um so I don't want to give away, you know, anything that happens, but this was w- it, when this movie came out, again, this movie has one of those endings that was <laughs> talked about yes it was and you talk about a reaction that people had to an ending of a movie. I mean people they got they got really um worked up about yes. the end of this movie incensed in yes that was the word I was looking <laughs> for incensed um, the cast of this movie brings together everyone from the Marvel cinematic universe. I mean, you've got everybody in this. One of the best movies, I would again say, not just of the decade, but of the last two decades of all time, Infinity War. uh, I would encourage you, if you've not watched this, if you've not gotten into the MCU, go ahead and get in there and start and get yourself, because you're going to see some great, great cinema when you watch these films. Yeah, and I'll
0: I'll say this. Um,
1: I'm not going to list any other Marvel movies because I had
0: just all the Marvel movies, uh, all the Avenger movies lumped in together. That was going to be one of mine. Is just all the Marvel, all the Avenger movies. Okay. Uh, you may ha- you may want to talk about another one specifically, but um, for me, just it was a great deca- decade for Marvel. Um, they they came out with so many home runs. Um, they would have won a home run derby because yeah. they just. Crushed it time after time after time. Um, and so, I mean, I don't know if you've got another one on your list.
1: Well, I do, so we'll just go ahead and lump it in here, though, because I was going to lead into Endgame, yeah, which closes out the whole saga, yeah. Um, and that is, I mean, you've got comedy, you've got drama, you'd be laughing one minute, crying the next, yeah. One of the best movies I've ever seen, yeah. I mean. And it was it was the
0: penult- penultimate movie. It was it was a perfect ending. Yes. Um, to a a decade of movies. Yeah, with you know you got Captain America, Iron Man, Guardians of the Galaxy, Thor, Spider Man, uh, Doctor Strange, Hulk, Hulk. Uh, you had everybody. Black Panther, Ant Man, Marvel, the Wasp, Captain Marvel. Um, my gosh, I know I'm leaving some out. Uh, there was just so many, um, and they all did a great job. I mean, yeah. every movie was on its own. Without the MCU, it would have been amazing. But then you add in the extra layer of it's part of a bigger world. It really was something special. Oh, yeah. Okay, number six. Um, for me, I'm going to go to the social network. Ah, uh, Really started out the decade, really captivated what, uh, where we were at in that moment. Um, did a great job of showing what exactly how, how, the, how the process started, how you know everything happened, how it came about. Um, you know Mark Zuckerberg, how he did everything he did, all the situation that went on with the, with the Winklevoss twins. Yes. Um, how the site was created, the drama that he went into, it, it was very well acted, very well written. Uh, So Social Network gets the shout out from me on number six.
1: Uh, Number seven, I want to go back to probably my favorite director of the decade, maybe of all time, back to Christopher Nolan, um, and talk about The Dark Knight Rises. Yes. Man, I have that on my list too. Everybody should have that one on their list. I, I don't know what to say. It's good. (laughs) It's amazing. That's what you say. uh, Yeah, other than that, there's not a whole lot to say other than The Dark Knight, which just barely missed this decade. Yeah, man.
0: Talk about a decade, if that had been there.
1: And The Dark Knight Rises. It's kind of hard. Another
0: Tom Hardy movie.
1: Yes, it is. Man, he had a good decade, too. We kind of seem to be hitting the same... Actors and directors in this list. That yeah, tells you something about how their decade went. Yeah. Um, man, if you could have anything that could rival what the Marvel series did, I think you could say that in just two films, Dark Knight and Dark Knight Rises, they come close to rivaling what Marvel did over 15, 20 films. Yeah. I you agree. know, um, just a fantastic movie. Yeah. Um, and of course, big Christian Bale fan. Yeah. Uh, so. Start Knight crisis.
0: Okay. Number eight on our list is, uh, Skyfall. Oh, James Bond, Skyfall. That was the best movie in the franchise. I think, um, for me personally, um, had a great plot, had great acting, great villain. Daniel Craig crushed it again. I'm sad to see him go soon. Yes. Um, Great theme song. Just everything about it was aces for me. 100%. Really well done. Um, best of the Daniel Craig movies for sure. I agree with that. Um, just did a really good job. So a quick
1: hitter, but number eight is
0: Skyfall for me.
1: Number nine, my final one to wrap up the decade. Um, and I know this isn't uh, probably make a lot of people's lists, but for me it did, and that's the other guy's. Okay, yeah. I know we were both searching for a comedy. Yes. Um Will Ferrell and Mark Wahlberg. Yeah. Team up and I'm in stitches every time I watch this movie. Um I mean don't expect a whole it's a it's a Will Ferrell comedy, okay people? Yeah, it's comedy. Um But if you want to laugh, this one is one of my favorites. And that's what we were doing today was our favorites of the decade. Uh, so you know, the other guys. If you haven't watched it, go do it. It's fine. The go, Rock go is in it for a hot minute. Yes, he is. Is um, Samuel L. Jackson? Samuel L. Jackson's in it for a hot
0: hot minute. Uh, My the favorite part of that whole movie is if I were a tuna and you were a lion, who <laughs> would win in a fight? That's just uh, the best, man. That that riff that Will Ferrell goes on when talking about well, first off. <laughs>
1: If, if you're a lion, you're coming into my water. <laughs> That's right. So good. Uh, and there's a lot of uh, quotable quotes from that movie as well. Yeah, yeah, so many, so many. Okay, number 10. To wrap this thing up, oh this is going to be a little controversial, but I'm going to say it
0: anyway. I don't know if you'll agree with me. In fact, I don't think you will. I'm going to give it to Star Wars The Force Awakens. Okay. Not, not The Last Jedi, The Force Awakens. Okay. Okay. Number one, it was a fantastic movie. I don't think you can argue that. I know some may argue, well, it wasn't as good as the originals, and you know it left a lot to be desired. Okay, fine, but it was a just a great. The the action was good. It brought a lot of nostalgia back. It had the effects, the visuals, everything you want in a movie. It had, and more than anything, you'll appreciate this thought. If it wasn't for that, you wouldn't have the Mandalorian. Yeah. Probably And so it pushed the story forward. I think, I think we're about to see Star Wars go to the next level. And I think they almost had to do this trilogy because it wraps up the Skywalker side of things. I don't know if it hadn't been for The Force Awakens that people would have been ready to move on from Luke Skywalker and that saga. So I think this coming back, wrapping this up nicely... And having those spinoffs with Solo and Rogue One and The Mandalorian and all this other stuff has prepared people to move on from Skywalker and explore the other parts of the Star Wars universe. And that's what The Force Awakens did for me.
1: I think that if you would have said Rogue One, I could have been on board with that because that's one of the best movies I've seen. I don't think you would have had Rogue One if it wasn't for The Force Awakens, though. They need, as long as Ryan Johnson never touches star wars again the franchise <laughs> will continue but if you allow him anywhere near this franchise he'll destroy it i don't i don't i don't care for him fyi i can tell i have strong opinions about what he's done to this <laughs> franchise Aaron, do you have any honorable mentions for movies N- no
0: i mean yeah but no yeah but no I'm going to mention one just because we talked about it before. We saw it on every list when we were looking at the best of the decade. Mad Max Fury Road. Oh Yeah. And it's one, honestly, I haven't seen. Neither have I. But I got to give it some credit because it's on every list we saw. And so that's one that's going to be on my must-watch list. So. Yeah. That's it, man. Right. Happy New Year. Woo.
1: That was a decade and an hour. Yeah. Uh, 30 it, things. 30 things in an
0: hour. That's a record for us. Whew. And our 20th episode. Yay! Yay. Episode Episode 20. 20. Yeah. I've been waiting 20 episodes to do that. Well,
1: I'm glad you finally did it. Just to say, say, episode episode 20. 20. Oh, I like that. Yeah, it was fun. Okay. Hey, here's to 20 more episodes. In
0: 2020. Here is to, yeah. And uh, here's to 20 or 10 more years.
1: Aaron. In the meantime, what do people need to do right now. Well, in addition to leaving us a nice review, hit that five-star button, give us a five-star rating. It really helps us out, gets this podcast in front of more people and their eyeballs and their earball, uh, um, d- their, ear, uh, their ear their earholes. <laughs> their their earballs. <laughs> I don't know where we were going with what's, that. What's an earball? <laughs> I don't know, I'm going to google it. Uh and then uh share it with your friends so they can subscribe yeah and uh, be sure to follow us
0: on all those all the socials uh oh, instagram facebook we do might have a twitter do we twitter? have a twitter <laughs> I think we're, we're we have a twitter. gonna have a twitter for 2020 yeah. yeah uh 10 things podcast uh we would love to hear back from you we would love your feedback um that's one thing we definitely that's our new year's resolution for 2020 we want to hear more from Mo- you
1: more of your feedback uh it'll drop help us, us
0: going forward yeah drop us a review uh send us a message comment on something let us know what you want to hear 10 things of let us know what we got wrong what we got right we want to know so be sure to do that uh follow along uh it's been a good 10 years we've been we've been we've known each other this whole decade haven't we yes and some yeah more all right well for the 10 things podcast my name is craig i'm aaron we will talk at you next year see what i did there (laughs) yeah Hey 10 Things Podcast listeners, it's your pal Craig here. If you have listened this deep into the podcast, chances are you're a fan. And if you're a fan of our podcast, well, chances are you have amazing sense of style. That's why I want to let you know about one of our newest sponsors, Sulfur Spring Teas. You can hop over to their website, sulfurspringteas.com today and use the promo code 10Things at checkout. That's T-E-N-Things at checkout for 10% off of your first order. Sulphur Spring Tees has great designs on t-shirts, hoodies, sweatshirts, long sleeve tees, and tank tops and everything in between. Uh, they even have kid sizes available. And every design is available in multiple different styles and colors. Perfect to fit whatever style and whatever vibe you're going for, head over to sulfurspringtees.com today. Use promo code 10Things, that's T-E-N-Things at checkout for 10% off of your first order. Sulfur Spring Tees, say hello to your new favorite t-shirt.